Good Sunday morning, church. If you're able to stand as we sing our gathering hymns this morning.
Let's pray, church. And just for a moment, try to put the busyness of your world aside. Just for a moment, surrender your worries to the foot of the cross. And in the stillness of your being, reach out and touch the hem of Jesus' garment. And surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Thank you, Savior. Thank you that you're here before we even enter the building. Thank you this morning that I can sense your spirit. Father, open up our ears this morning that we might just get a glimpse of your message this day. Give us eyes that see your glory. And when we leave here this day, we know we've encountered the Holy One, the living Christ. We praise you, Father. Amen. Be seated, church. You have some announcements printed in your bulletin. Uh, choir practice tomorrow afternoon. United Methodist Women tomorrow evening. And a few other things in the week. Uh, I'll remind you before Mrs. Bush reminds you that she's expecting you to wear a tie next Sunday if you are a man. Oh, I have a special tie to wear too. Right, Elizabeth? Uh, if you had not heard, uh, Joe Murray was called on to perfection Thursday. Uh, this afternoon at 1 o'clock, uh, they'll start showing here in the church from 1 to 8. And then tomorrow, uh, they he'll be shown from 10 until the time of service at 11, uh, followed by a, a luncheon here. Ken's got something, a little tribute that he's going to play this morning. Uh, the people on Facebook, it may auto-mute because I did pull it from YouTube. So if you don't uh, hear the words, you can see the title of the video on the screen.
<laughs> Young disciples. Pamela Willer was scheduled to do Young Disciples this morning, but Pamela had eye surgery and it didn't go quite as well as it should have, so she's not able to be with us this morning. Lights on. So it's kind of it's funny that I should be the one sitting up here doing this today after the tribute because I know Joe Murray told me several times that he really likes liked likes to listen to the children's moments and now I have to do it. <laughs> so we're gonna do it, right guys? So what do you see here? What color is that? You gonna hold it? It's all right. It's blue. You? We're going to say that's red, okay? It looks pink to me, but yeah, match it. Looks pink to me, but we're saying it's red. So what you have before you is stuff. And it's not supposed to stick to anything. I does not going to stick to anything. So just so that you know that, it should make a mess. So we have pink, red, blue, yellow. And it is all the same stuff. Here, hold on a second. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Did you pull that out? 
we might have an issue here. <laughs> there you go. This one for you. One for me. One for you. So um, I've had this for a few years, so the consistency has changed a bit. So the, the outcome that I was hoping for might not happen. So if you guys can try to get that out, what I want to say about this is that it is all the same. It's made the same. It has all the same additives, chemicals, whatever it takes to make this stuff, it's all the same. The only thing different is what? The color, right? And this is the funny thing about this stuff. Can I have a piece of your blue red? Okay, work it a little bit. And a piece of your yellow. Ooh, let's see if Miss Karen can make it work. You guys kind of squish it a bit. So if I put the yellow and the pink together, or the red, at one point, uh-oh, maybe it's going to do it. At one point, it is. So you, let me have a blue. Whoopee, I'll pick it up. Here's a piece of blue for you. Here's a piece of yellow. Let's get a soft piece of yellow. Here is a soft piece of yellow for you. Now take it, nope, take a piece of blue and mix it together. And then you take a piece of blue. Okay, now take, a, not all of it, just take a little piece. Mix them together and tell me what you come up with. Okay, no, just a little piece, because that will take forever. Okay, hold tight. Okay, now mix those two together. Then you guys can mess with it. Okay, mix it together. So mine is changing color. Is your guys' changing color? Yeah. What color is yours changing? Well, yours is supposed to change like a purple, purplish. There you go. And mine is turning orange. What color is yours turning? What color is yours turning? He does, he's still working on it. But so now we took the pink and the yellow and we got orange. We took the yellow, and the green, the blue and the yellow and we got green. And we took the purple and the red, pink, and what did we get? What color is that? Purple. So did we change it at all? So we just changed what it looked like, didn't we? But on the inside, it's still the same stuff. So, you know, it doesn't matter what we do to change ourselves. We can make our hair different colors, purple or blue or green. We can change our clothes. Miss Karen could put on 100 different slippers. You guys can get your hair cut or you can grow it long. Mackenzie can wear a dress or shorts. She can straighten her hair or curl her hair, but has that made us any different inside? No, we're still the same. Just like this is still the same. So no matter what we do to our outside, our inside stays the same. So the question is, 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 it, a, is it a good inside 
Or is it a not-so-happy inside? Because some people have sad insides, don't they? They're not happy, and they're sad, and they're angry. But sometimes they're happy and excited. So if we take this and we add a little Jesus to it, or maybe a lot of Jesus to it, and suddenly, guess what? Our outside still may look the same, but our insides are totally different because Jesus has come into our heart. So whatever we look like on the outside, it doesn't matter. We could even be scary looking on the outside, couldn't we? But because we have Jesus in our hearts, that changes us, and it makes us, makes us love better. Very good. Yes, you get to keep that. Yours will soften up. I'm sure it will. <laughs> Miss Karen's had that um, for probably five years, waiting for a moment to use it. And now I know that five years is, might be one year too long. I'm going to give you that, okay? So let's pray. Can you repeat after me? Right, Dear Jesus, thank you for our insides and making them beautiful. Amen. Good job. Thank you. Okay, you guys can go back and sit down and a little bit more around the church, okay? Now I believe the choir's got a number.
of anticipating that that scream that that young fellow let out at the uh, the tent yesterday. Yeah, well, I have some hidden talents. <laughs> It would have been appropriate. <laughs> joy, sheer joy. Well, ne next Sunday, uh, Harper will be going to Bayshore for fishing camp. And uh, Gracie's brother, Bruno, will be going to fishing camp with Harper. And Gracie will be attending Bayshore. I meant the volleyball part of Bayshore next Sunday. And I think this week, uh, Joanne and Glenn will be celebrating 68 years of wedded bliss. Right? Yeah. I have a joy. I'm meeting my mom and stepdad today for dinner for his 97th birthday. That's tomorrow. Well, God surely smiled on us yesterday with the sun and the beautiful warm day, and we done marvelous on our hot dog and our bake sale. We, and we sold 40 breakfast sandwiches, 320 hot dogs, and all of our baked goods except just a very few little packages of cookies. So it was wonderful, and I just want to thank everyone for all the work they did, and especially Ken and and Alda and Dan, all the guys, they just worked so hard and we appreciate it so much. Thank you. Are you happy this morning? <laughs> She's tired. I know that feeling. Mm -hmm. It's the, it's the end of school letdown, isn't it? Like, bleh. Hey, yeah. tell her I was talking to you, okay? <laughs> so, um, prayers for tomorrow. I'm taking the kids to, the band kids to Cedar Point. So just prayers that everything goes fantastic and nobody falls out of a roller coaster or anything like that. And, uh, and just... Uh, Praise and thanks for however the wedding turns out on Saturday. I'm sure however it turns out is how it's supposed to turn out. So, thank you. That's this coming Saturday? Your yard looks nice. Anyone else? A joy? And a prayer concern? Yes. Um, continued prayers for Jessica. She is, I don't know if any of you have... If you follow me on Facebook, you've gotten the updates, but she is now sitting up in a chair, and they um, got her with a peg tube, so she's getting some nutrition, 
and she's actually doing, she went from the most critical on their floor to the least critical in Amen. like a week, I think. And so, Amen. well, this last week. Um, and they're moving her to a rehab facility, hopefully sometime this next week. Amen. So that's great news. Continued prayers for mom. Um, we are getting some more testing done. Um, and, what Yep, some more tests done tomorrow, and we go see a surgeon um, after that. So just continued prayers for her and for the decisions that will be made. Anyone else? Let's join our hearts then this morning. Lord, I lift up Julie and Kevin Miller to you this morning and all the work that the council did and the volunteers did to have a successful Brown City Days. Thank you for the many hours they put in. And Father, thank you for the privilege that the United Methodist Church got to be on the corner. Thank you that people could see Jesus through us. Lord, I lift up Judy Murray to you this morning and the Murray family. In a few hours, they'll have Brother Joe in here. and He will be presented by Muir Brothers Funeral Home. So we just ask a blessing upon this afternoon for them and tomorrow for them and for the privilege to be a part of celebration of life for Brother Joe. Lord, there's unspoken requests on our hearts this morning. We hear a good report on Jessica and we thank you, Father, we thank you that at times when the medical profession can't find the answers or can't do it all, we can come to Jesus and we can hear the words, I know the plans I have for you. And Father, I lift up Ruthie to you this morning and more testing that she has and some decisions that she'll make. And just walk with her each step of the way, Father. Thank you for 97th birthdays and 58 years of wedding. 58 years ago is a long time. God bless them. Be with Elizabeth and the band as they travel to Cedar Point. In advance, we ask a blessing upon the property where the wedding will take place next Saturday. Lord, 
camps are beginning to start and we lift up those young people that will be going to camps for the staff that works there and for the young people that will have an opportunity to see you face to face just be with us this day Father thank you for the privilege to serve Hear us as we pray, Lord. As we pray, our Father. Ushers, if you would gather. Remind you that it is noisy offering Sunday also.
Father God, thank you that you meet us at our point of need and beyond. That if we look with clear eyes, our cup is always overflowing with your goodness and your mercy. We gather the tithes, we bring gifts and offerings. We lay it at the foot of the cross and we ask that you might touch it and bless it and multiply it as you allow us to continue to be your church. We praise you and we thank you, Father. Amen. It's time for the young people to go downstairs. One thing about being the preacher, we get blessed in a variety of ways. Like you folks, you get blessed in a variety of ways. I had said to myself, I'm going to do the best I can. to make Joe Murray's life a wonderful celebration because it should be. And I was doing pretty good with that until I walked the church this morning and Ken's playing this thing up on the overhead and then the picture of Joe. I had something all prepared to share with you. Uh, I have to adjust it just a little bit because when uh, the Holy Spirit speaks to me, when I hear Jesus speak to me, I try to be as faithful as I can. And being the preacher, I find it a great opportunity to uh, ask you this. But before I ask you the question, I I want to share a little bit of something with you. Uh, I met Joe Murray about 25 years ago. I was serving the Omar Church. And uh, our oldest son went off to college. So I needed a little more income because we had a child in college. And uh, a lady who went to the church that I was serving, Terry Bell, worked at Explorer Motorhome. And she says, well, I'll I'll talk to my boss and see about if we can get hired there. So I got a call. I had an interview. I went out and I met Joe Murray. And then he referred me to Mike Hillman who was one of the supervisors. But I always remember something Joe said, and he said it a few times. 
I'm just not sure how it's going to go here having a preacher work in this factory. And all these years later, I remember the night of our first meeting in here where Grandma and I came and met Staff Parish, and Joe Murray was sitting at the table. And it was like uh, some years had passed, but that bond was never broken. He was in my office a week or so ago, and we were having this conversation about, uh, I had some friends go through Canada, and they brought back a couple Cuban cigars. And Joe and I had this plan to uh, come together some afternoon, and sit on the porch, and talk, and enjoy our Cuban cigars. That never got to happen because Joe's out trimming his bushes and God whispered his name. And he falls over and he's in the arms of Jesus. I learned a lesson. Maybe it's a lesson that some of you might be able to glean something from. I have to be more intentional on doing these things that we know we have to do or we know that we should be doing. I don't know if those two Cuban cigars will ever be smoked. Most likely not. How many of us put things off? I do. Now we have tomorrow. We don't have tomorrow. He may whisper your name today. When I came in this morning, I went and I sat in that chair. I'm missing my friend Joe Murray sitting in that chair. But what if next Sunday? It's me, or it's you. Because his word says, I know the plans I have for you. So he knows the number of the hairs on your head, and he knows the number of your days. So this preacher believes that the message I want to share with you this morning is, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ, as your Lord and your Savior. Don't leave this building this day without we can talk to the Father to be born again. See, I know without a doubt that I'm going to see Joe Murray in heaven. I know that. Because he was a great man of faith. He was a great man of integrity. A person that loved his God, loved his country, loved his family, loved his church. And a lot of you were in that love circle. No, he wasn't a perfect person. There is only one who is perfect, and that's God the Father. You've heard a lot about holy ground and the Holy Spirit. 
lately. Because it's real. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is real. This relationship with Jesus Christ that we can have if we choose to. Because only you can make that choice. You could have uh, Billy Graham up here. Or Tony Evans. Or whoever your favorite evangelist is. And they could be preaching the word to you Sunday after Sunday. When I went into Sunday school, uh, they were talking about a revival. I've never believed in revivals. Because I believe in the reviver. Jesus Christ. Because it's, up, it's not until the individual, you and me, we make the decision to accept Christ as our Savior and then follow Him. And you, you've heard me a lot lately, the last two years, how we talk about if it wasn't the crazy election, it was the crazy pandemic and all the craziness that the world is in. And we only have one hope. And that's Jesus Christ. That's our only hope. That's the hope of salvation and, and, and security for eternity. I don't know when my time will be done. It could be today, it could be 15 years from now. We don't know. You don't know when your last day is. But shouldn't you be ready? <laughs> shouldn't we all be ready? Will you put this scripture up there, please? You have to give me a minute for my eye to focus. There we go. But truly I tell you, it is for your own good that Jesus says, I'm going away. And unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will prove the world to be wrong about sin and righteous judgment. About sin because people do not believe. See, people believe in this day and age, just do whatever feels good. About righteous, because I'm going to the Father where you can no longer see me. And about judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. Hmm? You will stand condemned too if you're a follower of Jesus Christ in this day and age that we live in. The world is waiting for the church to fall on their face so they can say, see, I told you there were a bunch of hypocrites in that building. You know what? There's hypocrites everywhere. Outside the walls, inside the walls, because people by nature are born into sin. And sin is sin. We try to justify it. We try to think, well, my, my sin's not as bad as Bruce's, and Bruce's isn't as bad as Mert's. And why do we try to justify it? Sin is sin. And we're all sinners. We're born into this world in a sinful nature. But we have hope. We need to be holy people. Remember? Holy ground. Holy people. Chosen and set aside. Highly favored. Children of the Most High God. It doesn't get any better than that. It's interesting. You know how sometimes we have 
encounters from the past. I know where Joe and Judy Murray live. I know where they live. But when the phone call came that Pastor, we need you, I got lost. Because my mind was, I don't know where my mind was. I ended up out at the cemetery. Of all places, why I ended up out at the cemetery, I don't know. I made my way to their house. The Sandlack County Medical Examiner is there. Jeff Dawson. Any, anybody know Jeff Dawson? Jeff used to be chief of police in Brown City. I haven't seen Jeff Dawson since I was uh, living in the world. <laughs> and when we were done at Baloney Tent or Hot Dog Tent yesterday, we went out to see Judy and check on her and Kelly was there. And, uh, she said, there, there's some kind of connection with you and that guy, right? I said, what do you mean? She said, I could just tell that there was something. You guys were cordial to each other, but there was just something there. Well, yeah. He was the chief of police. And I was the lawbreaker. When you, when you have an encounter with the chief of police and you're a lawbreaker, uh, you don't usually become best of friends. So it was interesting, to say the least. I got to sit there with my friend and hold his hand, waiting for the funeral people to come and get him. And the storm came. Did you see the storm Thursday afternoon? It was sunny out and beautiful out, and all of a sudden, the sky got dark. The wind started blowing, and the rain started coming. Judy says, we can't let Joe get wet. Not a problem. Went to the truck, got my army blanket, covered him up. Someone ran to the neighbor's house and swept their umbrella. Big umbrella, I'm holding it over Joe. Pouring rain. Every time the funeral home people would move, I'd move the umbrella. Wasn't going to let Joe get wet. Them two guys from the funeral home were drenched. Because every time I moved the umbrella, all the water came down on them. <laughs> and the one guy should have had a tighter belt. Because he got washed regularly every time it moved. It's the gift of the Holy Spirit. That he puts people in our lives that leaves footprints in our hearts and in our minds. But you have to be right. We have to be right today, folks, because we're not promised tomorrow. Helen Keyworth left church one morning. She had gone to the cold church for over 50 years, taught Sunday school, never missed church. Left church one Sunday and fell down and hit her head. Went to University of Ann Arbor, comatose for almost a week. And then when they took her off to the equipment, she went to see Jesus. When she left church that day, 
I'm sure she didn't think that was going to happen. I'm sure when Brother Joe went out to trim the bushes, he didn't think that was going to happen. But you know what? He was ready. Because he had a relationship with Christ Jesus. Therefore, he was ready. I want to miss that. I don't want you to miss that opportunity. To see your loved ones again. When you, when you take your last breath and you stand before the Savior and you give an account of your life. Some's going to be good. Some's going to be bad. Because there are none of us who are perfect. Well done. My good and faithful servant. The gift of the Holy Spirit. In Acts 2. Starting right around verse 38. You shall receive power. When the gift of the Holy Spirit comes upon you. The Lord has given us this spirit. Nobody can take it from you. It's yours. Claim it, church. Claim it. And then 1 Corinthians 3 and 16, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in your being, where when you're out in your community and out, out in your home and in your workplace, when people look at you, they see something different about you because you're filled with the Spirit of the living God. You don't have to preach to everybody. I have a hot dog with no bun. That was a little Grady. Wanted a hot dog with no bun. One or two. God bless you for cutting up all those onions, Mark. That was a lot of onions. 1 Corinthians 3 and 16. The indwelling of the Holy Spirit is in us. This a holy temple. What if they see Jesus through you? What if they see him through you? We all look different, right? Some of us look better than others. Y'all look better than others. Some of you men have more hair than others. And some of you lady, you're all beautiful. But I've seen beautiful people with ugly spirits. And we can't be that way. We have an opportunity to change our world. And when I say our world, that little circle where we live. Your house. Dare I say that husbands and wives fight too much? Don't always share uh, the best conversations with each other? Dare I say when you get a group of men in, in a group that some of them uh, their jokes might not be quite appropriate. And, and especially if you're a godly person. If you claim to be a follower of Jesus Christ, what comes out of you should be glorifying Him. Things you do should be glorifying Him. The example you set for people should be that they could see Christ through you. I want to stand before Him one day. 
because I believe he's got a great sense of humor. And there's going to be the old stuff and there's going to be the new stuff. I was having a conversation with a man not long ago and he, I just don't believe in that being born again stuff. Great! Don't believe it. But what if those of us who are right or think we're right, are right. Because I believe I'm right. I believe what this says. Some of it's hard for me to comprehend. I'm not real good about reading the genealogy in the Old Testament. I'm not very good at that. So flip to the New Testament. I had a man tell me one time, the only part you really need to study is the stuff in red. Because that's Jesus speaking to you. Well, the other stuff is important too. But the stuff in red, when Jesus speaks to you, I hope you listen. I really do. I hope I listen. There's times my head's harder than that. I'm Irish German. Have no problem admitting that I'm hard headed and bullheaded. I'm a sinner that needs God's grace. But I've learned this can't do anything without Him. Don't buy a car without talking to him. Just won't do it. Won't spend a lot of money without talking to him. Wanting to make sure it's right. Wanting to make sure it's right with the Father. Where are you at this morning, church? I noticed when Ken was playing that, and I think Joe's picture is what did me in. It's going to be you one day. It's going to be me one day. Honestly, I'm surprised I'm here this morning. Truly am. I've had 10 heart surgeries and three tumor surgeries. I should be gone a long time ago. But you know what it is? I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. He knows. He knows when you will take your last breath. And you know the most interesting thing about it? You know, Joe wasn't sick for... He, was, he, had, he had a few issues, but he wasn't sick sick. He wasn't in a nursing home for a long time, or he wasn't uh, struggling with cancer for a long time. And sometimes we think we're prepared. You know, our, my, my father laid in bed for three years and existed. We thought we were prepared. The day he took his last breath. We're never prepared to lose a loved one. But what is most important is that we know where our loved ones are. You have an opportunity to secure your eternal future. You do. Choose for yourself this day who you will serve. I'm going to serve the Lord. I do have this request from you, church. Pray for me. (laughs) Today and tomorrow, even though I'm going to do my best to celebrate my heartaches, I remember one time I was at a funeral and I gave the wrong birth date for the woman 
And afterwards, her son told me, Pastor, that was not my mother's birthday. This was. And I thought, okay then. I missed it. Let's pray. Lord, we just ask that you prepare mere brothers as they prepare to bring Joe here and that you pour out your Holy Spirit on the Murray family. And may those that come into this place this afternoon and tomorrow have an encounter with the living Christ. May they get glimpses of you and may they get glimpses of heaven. So be with us today, Father, as we go about our Sunday, our Sunday, the day of worship, the day where we hold you and we worship you and we praise you and we thank you. Be with us, Father. Amen. Are you able, as our hymn, church?
after uh, the funeral home people had taken Joel away in the hearse, I made my way over to uh, Judy's house. But I went to the wrong house. And I just opened up the door and walked in. Uh, the dog was trying to get out, so I kicked the dog a little bit so he wouldn't get out. And I hollered, Judy, Judy. I didn't hear anything, so I just kept walking in. I walked into the living room, and uh, this pretty big man was standing there. <laughs> and his wife was standing there. And uh, I guess the look on your face and the look on my face, we both knew that this wasn't what we had anticipated. <laughs> So I apologized a hundred times, and uh, what I noticed when I walked in the garage that he had this very beautiful, uh, I think it was like a C-28 Camaro, and he was up at uh, the car show yesterday. So when I saw him, I, I went over to him, and I, I said, sir, I just want to thank you for not shooting me when I walked <laughs> in your house. He said, no problem. Father, be with us this day as we go out into the world and uh, allow us to minister to the hurting church, uh, the hurting world. Whatever we do and wherever we go and however we speak, may they see you through us, Father. In return, we give you the praise and glory, Lord Jesus, that only you are worthy of. Amen. Amen. God bless you, church. God bless America.